This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play. Uh, is your host Rich here on location, on locale. Uh, it's a very special episode as we're uh, being recorded for posterity, uh, not just on the podcast, uh, but for a project. I don't know if it'll ever be public or not. I don't know. It's for a class. Don't flip me off. Anyway, um, I'm here at a good friend. Have you been on Blank Slate? I don't think so, no. Yeah. Well, you just heard Rudy Mendoza uh, as as I'm pretty sure in, in the interview. Hopefully, I don't know if this is going to be on YouTube or not. Um, so, But in the interview that you did earlier, you referred to Scott Arell mm-hmm. calling you the bulldozer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he... Did he coin the nickname or was it you that did the dozer? That's what it was. It wasn't the bulldozer. It was the dozer. Yeah. Rudy the dozer Mendoza. Yeah. Something like that. So (laughs) we got the dozer Dick Knife Mendoza. How long long has it been since Dick Knife uh, died? Died. Oh, I want to say 2010, 2011. It's when I had um, a ponytail. Wow, that's right. I completely forgot yeah. about the ponytail. A ponytail and a beard. Holy yeah, shit. that was a different life. That was it was college, bro. It was college. Hey, you know, experiment. <laughs> experiment. That's the time you grow your hair out. Augie did it. I mean, technically, he wasn't in college. Yeah. Um, I I learned a valuable lesson. You know, I had um a ponytail and beard for I think a solid year. Mm-hmm. Struggled with the ladies. The whole it was. I was 20, 20 years old, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. 20 to 21 when I had that, like the prime of my physical life, you know, life. Yeah. The peak. In college with a lot of, you know, females. Hormones are raging. It's not that hard to, you know, engage in sexual uh, intercourse. You can trip. You know, into it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I struggled that year. Very much. Um, the the week that I cut my hair. Immediately. It was, I was going on, it was stupid. It was very stupid. The floodgates opened. I was like, wow, I, I really wasted the last year of my life. And, you know, the pinnacle, like the best chance I had. But those know? Facebook pictures, though. They're pretty good. Pretty I, don't regret, I don't regret those. And it's fun. Here's what will help to not feel bad mm-hmm. about that. Is knowing this, if even future you mm-hmm. came back to tell that Rudy mm-hmm. that exact thing, mm-hmm. you still would have done it. I probably, yeah, would have done it. You're yeah. not going to listen to anybody. <laughs> you have to find out for yourself. For yourself, yeah. That's just that's just how every mistake in everyone's life goes. You have to learn it yourself, yeah. You can receive the best advice. That's why I've stopped giving it. I don't know why people would come to me asking for advice anyway, but they would. Uh-huh. And I used to just go in depth, ask <laughs> probing questions, and really try to, you know, empathize and, and really get the, the, the ethos and the pathos, both. And then, you know, they would essentially just do whatever they were going to do anyway. All for nothing. For yeah. Not, yeah. You know, and th- that's how they learn. That's mm-hmm. how we as humans learn. By <laughs> fucking up. <sighs> so, Rudy. You are probably the 
second most passionate mm-hmm. about this one particular topic that I've wanted to talk to you about for a very long time on a recorded medium. Okay. And that is karaoke. Oh, yeah. Um, who's number one? Me. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was just worried there was some other, you know, asshole. Not not me that was number one and not you that was number one. I'm uh, glad it's you and me yeah. one and two. And not to, like, make it a one and two type of thing. Totally agree with you. But we're on the same... Run, we're on the same sphere. Yeah, we're on the same plane oh, of yeah. existence mm-hmm. of like looking at this and really, I hate to like dice. I hate dissecting like comedy and stuff like mm-hmm. that and making it on the formula. Mm-hmm. But for karaoke, there are there are certain rules. The same way that Mullet and I have a list of buffet rules. Mm-hmm. There's there's tried and true things about karaoke. Oh yeah. While at the same time, like you know, every karaoke situation is like a snowflake. I. And it's just very different. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When did you start? When did you start? What was the first time you ever did karaoke? I was in Mexico uh, with my family. Uh, we went to a uh, a town called Tulum, which is in uh, the Yucatan Peninsula. Okay. Was this like on a cruise or anything, or just like a family outing to Mexico? It's a family trip to Mexico. We went to go see the pyramids. In Mexico, and so it was. Cool. It was like a, uh, like a resort kind of thing. Okay, it was like a hotel, but then they had, you know, it was like a cruise on land. You know, they had like performances, and you know, it was on the beach and all this kind of stuff. And so it was all like Americans and Canadians and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So they had a, uh, at a karaoke night. And uh, I didn't tell my family. I just went solo <laughs> to the karaoke night. Uh, and it was like an amphitheater, like a straw hut kind of thing. Like a tiki hut. Like a, tiki, like a very large tiki hut. Okay. Uh, you know, where the booze is free. It's mostly like middle-aged mm-hmm. American people. Yeah. And I signed up for uh, Lowrider. Was my first song that I I did Lowrider, which has maybe like twenty words total. Uh-huh. Yeah, that if, for anyone's first song, mm-hmm. one no one expects you to do it because it's not your generation. Yeah, exactly. You know, and two, so that's endearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so look at that. Look he's at that not, young man. Yeah, he's not doing some Lady Gaga. No. up there. He's playing know? for us. He's playing for us. He knows his audience, yeah. and it's a super safe song. Very safe. It's like. The next step from that is doing tequila. <laughs> yeah. Or Wipeout. Yeah. Yeah. Wipeout's fun. <laughs> That's a great one. I just did the Wipeout laugh. Not yeah. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Wipeout's a great song. It is. Uh, I don't even know if they would have it. On. They gotta have they it. Sh- they do. That's so silly. They have you like every have standard it. on there. So how did it go? Uh, you know. You could basically mumble through that song, and it's mm-hmm. fine. The song is basically mumbled. Yeah. Yeah. It it was my first performance that I've ever done. Of any sort. That I can think of. First microphone in your hand. Basically. Very nervous. Yeah. As if, you know, it reminded me a lot of, uh, when I'm thinking back, back about it now, like the first few times doing stand-up, you know, just getting very self-conscious, very yeah. nervous, hoping desperately that they'll like it 
Yeah. And from what I remember, it did really well. Uh, you know, people like clapped and cheered. And that felt so good. You know, this is a room full of strangers. strangers. Never met me before. They'll never know me again. They don't. Yeah. They maybe know my name from the D, you know, the KJ, the karaoke jockey, you know, saying, saying it at the beginning. But And, and what year was this? Like this how was, long ago was this? 2006. <laughs> Okay, so they couldn't follow you on Twitter. Either. Yeah. You couldn't plug it. Tw- I'm going to start plugging my Twitter at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> if you like that, follow at Rich Cammy for more <laughs> karaoke tweets. For more karaoke I don't know. Tweets. <laughs> Tope's actually been doing this awesome thing with his Twitter where he, he's doing Tope raps and he'll just post like two lines of oh, the nice. rap and they're fucking great. <laughs> uh, at the Tope Network. <laughs> plug for Tope. <laughs> but yeah. And so that was like your first cat nip of the catnip mm-hmm. of it felt really good acceptance and applause from strangers. Oh yeah, I left immediately after. <laughs> so I went up, I did my song, and then I left and felt real good about it. And I never told my folks. Or I see you just like wandering on the beach, staring yeah. at the stars, just basking in <laughs> it. Just like I did it. I found it. I know where I'm going now. And that's yeah. I think you're the only person I've ever told that story to. I'm honored. That's, I've held it in, you know, the back of my brain for a long time. I'm I'm glad you had such a good first karaoke experience. It was great. And that led to like literally everything else you've pursued uh creatively. It it was a very similar feeling. Yeah. yeah. A very similar um thing, you know, I was chasing with uh a stand up and improv and everything. What made you do it? I don't know. You just felt like you had to? Yeah. I think Part of me uh, really just likes the thrill of it, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, getting laughed at uh, was part of it. You know, like I was kind of excited. I, I had really wanted to do karaoke actually for a long time prior to that. There's a bar by um, my high school, which is really close to the University of Miami, called Titanic. Uh-huh. I never went to that bar, but uh, they had karaoke night on Friday. And so I just, you had to be like 18 or over or 21 or something to get mm-hmm. in. And uh, I never went. Um, but I in high school, that's all I would talk about is trying to get people to go out to karaoke night. And that was people just laughed at it. people. Everyone's too cool. Yeah. Too cool yeah. or too shy or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know. Or if they're too shy, they play it like they're too cool. Right, right, so, right. Karaoke? <laughs> and this is like high school in like 2006, 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be commonplace to say like, yeah, gay. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everybody's too cool for yeah. whatever. Um, and I was always kind of a, a foolish person in high school. I wasn't like a class clown, like, uh, you know, do pranks and stuff. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like... Uh, weird yeah you know and uh trying to make people laugh with weird stupid yeah crap. and you weren't trying to be like this the focus of attention in class mm-hmm. you were the the guy in the back like uh, like whispering in your ear about yeah, something with the quip yeah yeah if i could just make one person laugh really hard that exactly that was my that was good enough for me exactly uh so yeah, how- what, what about you though what I want to know what your first karaoke experience was. The first karaoke experience I can remember 
<clears throat> was uh, seemingly pretty random. I was, we were at a friend's house in Dania, Florida, uh, and we were, it was night. We were playing in the pool. I was in like sixth grade, maybe seventh. And uh, their next door neighbors were having a party. And they just had a karaoke machine. Actually, no, they had like a fucking karaoke DJ. Wow. Yeah, they like hired a karaoke DJ. For a house party. For a house party. That's pretty good. That's a little... And it's not like this was a lavish neighborhood or Mm -hmm. anything. And so like they invited us over. We hopped the fence. And I wanted to do a song. And I thought that I knew this song. Uh, and I thought that I liked this song because I only because I the only place I'd ever heard it was on the now that's what I call music commercial. <laughs> it was uh, 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 don't give up. You got a reason to live. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, get yeah, what you yeah, give yeah, by like yeah, what yeah. like vertical or new horizon or yeah. horizon or something. That's a like good that. song. Yeah, it is a good song. But that's, I don't know why I thought I knew the whole song. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that part. But all the rest of the words will be there. The words will be there. It can't be different. There's not like verses and choruses and and bridges or anything like that. I don't know why. And it was just, it was the most miserable experience ever. And I'm just in my wet, in my bathing suit, just mumbling through this song that I never knew. I never knew it. You knew the chorus. Yeah, but I would get to that part. And even then, I was like so just dejected and just <laughs> humiliated. I was like, you got a reason. To <laughs> uh, and then the next time I remember doing karaoke was in high school and me and my buddy Bryce for our theater group, uh, people fair productions would put on a talent show to sort of help raise money for the show earlier in the year. And we were like hosting the talent show as the Blues Brothers. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, because our director had always wanted to do something Blues Brothery, and he saw me and my build, short and stocky, <laughs> and Bryce and his build, Dan Aykroyd, circa nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> and he's like, "You guys should do the Blues Brothers." And we're like, "I'm pretty sure I like that." <laughs> and then like he gave us like VHS tapes to like watch and brush up on, and we like fell in love with it. It was great. I you know. Blues Brothers are a big part of my life to this day. Sounds awesome. And so we would, you know, uh, we got like the the karaoke tracks and we would practice ourselves. But we wanted like, we wanted to play with live ammo. So we would go to karaoke nights. And the first one we went to was like this really shitty like seafood restaurant Mm -hmm. that like closed five months later. And yeah, we did it and it was great. And then we would keep going back. And like Bryce is a great singer. So at a certain point, like we kept going back. And he would do, I would do like, you know, my stupid songs or whatever, like Blues Brothers stuff or, you know, other like, you know, rock and roll type of stuff. Johnny mm-hmm. Be Good. But like Bryce and we would bring like friends and I would bring, you know, we I bring girls I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. Because it's karaoke is an aphrodisiac by en- all means. Endear yourself in their exactly. hearts. Exactly. And yeah. so I get up, I do my fun song <laughs> and they're like, yeah, oh, it's so good. Yay. Yeah. He doesn't mind making a fool of himself. A little and then. Bit. And then Bryce gets up there and sings Josh Groban. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I step? Why is it? Is there a puddle under me? What happened? 
Oh, no, no, no. She's just fucking wet from Bryce singing <laughs> Josh fucking Groban. Excuse me for being crass. But yeah. Uh, so that was always something I had to deal with. And then, like, yeah. And then at a certain point, the rest of the theater group started coming out with mm-hmm. us. And we would just have huge karaoke outings. We would seek it out. That's awesome. We would do, you know, numbers from musicals. Uh, we would, you know... Uh, for whatever reason, in Broward County in Florida, there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, karaoke attracts a lot of the country crowd. Mm. So I learned a lot of good country songs, <laughs> um, and yeah, just got hooked on it uh, ever since then. And then it wasn't until like a few years in college that we found like good karaoke places in Gainesville and DJ Wolftron. Yeah, DJ Wolftron and uh, Fury and DJ Fury. And DJ Fury. She all but disappeared. Like, yeah. oh, so, yeah, because you stuck around and you so yeah, you after, kept going to Wolftron Yeah, we events. found this great karaoke DJ. And I want to talk about this verbiage later. Found this great karaoke DJ. DJ, at the time, DJ Wolfman. And uh, at this bar, Brophy's. And I guess the, the, uh, the, the backer of the whole operation yeah. uh, was DJ Fury, who did nothing but walk around stumble around pilled up and upset upset everybody upset yeah she's always pissed yeah and and yeah and then that bar closed and he ended up moving across the street to do karaoke at this other bar and she was just never there oh great yeah Yeah. and it was always great ever since then yeah i always had fun talking with you guys about what the backstory was of wolf you know we could have clearly uh, asked Wolftron and Fury, you know, or just Wolftron. From what I understand, uh, and I think this is pretty much the story that Fury gave. Take that with a grain of salt, because she gave a different backstory for her life every different every time we met her. <laughs> it's like she was once a, a a princess in Ecuador, and she once like fucking toured with the Rolling Stones or some shit. And yeah. like, it was just, everything was just insane. Yeah. Um, but her story was Wolftron was homeless. Wow. And she just like plucked him from obscurity to be Gainesville's greatest karaoke DJ. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, he's also like a huge like audiophile and he knows way too much about fidelity to <laughs> fucking have ever probably been homeless. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I just, some, there's like an iota of that story that's believable though. Yeah, yeah, he carries himself in such a way that, you know, you could you could see him potentially having been homeless at some yeah. point. Mostly because and I'm friends with him on Facebook because that's what happens when you do karaoke too much at a place. I think I am too. Yeah. Uh, huge conspiracy theorist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in that <laughs> aspect, I can also kind of see it. Cuz I can with that sphere over him i could see him like standing on the corner yeah shouting things but why him you know was he wearing he could his get up is he's got a beard and he's always wearing like button down bowling shirts bowling shirts he's got the long hair long hair top hat yeah top hat um why i mean what was so unique about him that you know made her she's got it. an eye for talent man <laughs> Like it's, she needs, she needs to scout for like the Cincinnati Reds or some shit. Are they married? Yeah, but the age difference must. She's like sixty, dude. She's like sixty, and he's like forty. It's right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't even. It's 
That's just based on appearances. It looks like that's the case. What karaoke DJ does probably have a normal life, though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a karaoke DJ that has, you know, just a normal, everyday kind of life. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about the role of a proper karaoke DJ Mm -hmm. and a little bit more uh, and... But that'll be after the break. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll get into the specifics of a proper karaoke set list. And we'll be back with a special guest after this break. Today's episode of The Blank Slate is sponsored by Audible.com. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash blank slate for your free 30-day free trial. And, and you can download a book. Download a free audio book. This whole episode's about karaoke. And what is an audiobook? But essentially, if you have the book in front of you and you listen to it, it's essentially like karaoke for your eyes and brain, essentially. So get up on that. Uh, I, I haven't taken the time to look up and see if there's any karaoke books. I hope there's not a, karaoke, a book about karaoke. I want this podcast to be the most in-depth anyone has ever talked about karaoke. And we're going to get into it. But go to audibletrial.com slash blankslate. For your free 30-day free trial, your choice of over 150,000 audiobooks to choose from. You can even choose the ones from yours truly right here. Just put in Rich C. I'm the first thing that comes up. And uh, I like to think they're pretty good. I got a good review from, uh, I don't know, some uh, audiobook website that reviews audiobooks. It's pretty dope. Not going to lie. Made me feel good. Make me feel even better if you go and download one of my books. But this commercial isn't about me. It's about Audible sponsoring the podcast. You know the drill. AudibleTrial.com slash blank slate. Back to the show. And we're back uh, with Rudy and special guest Anne Arnston. That's perfect. Okay. You nailed it. Because I just realized I never said your last name before. You nailed it. It was great. It's one Uh, of the best. And you are also going to be uh, uh, heading forth in some karaoke expedition that we'll get to maybe a little bit later. Yes, great. Um, but uh, what, what were you? Uh, what were you uh, doing here earlier today? Yeah, so I was filming these lovely gentlemen for a project uh, for journalism school. Sweet. Since you guys are very newsworthy. Awesome. Um, yeah, just chatting about podcasting. You know, life. Um, yeah, entertainment, you is know, that, all the basics. Is that going to be up on like YouTube or anything? I can put see? it up on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Vimeo. Sweet. Facebook. Share the love. We'll link it. Um, all right. Before the break, we were talking about the karaoke DJ. Uh, I'm going to ask you first, Rudy, in your mind, what is the role of the karaoke DJ and what makes a good KDJ, because I'm not going to say KJ. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, we, we've been arguing about the correct uh, acronym. I've been using KJ. In, you know, Rich but only recently. Like yeah, only recently, last couple of weeks. It's besides the point. I think that a karaoke DJ um, should be facilitating, uh, you know, directing the atmosphere of the room. Um, so, you know, getting as many people to go on stage uh, and sing and have a good time and feel welcomed and everyone should feel like they're a rock star. Um, I think 
you know, one of the things that Rich and I have talked about has been sort of knowing what the best song should be next, what what the crowd wants right now, mm-hmm. and maybe not going in order of like the first, you know, first come first serve. Maybe looking at the set, like the songs that are all in the queue, mm-hmm. and then sort of picking songs that make the most sense right right now. Um, so I think there's a uh, you know there's a thing about fairness, like you yeah. should be fair, but I, I also think you know making sure that everyone's having an awesome time is a huge part of it. Being as much of a, a, a of a regular DJ, that's the job of like a regular DJ is to make sure that it's banger after banger. You know, feeling the crowd. You can bring them up. You can bring them down. You know, you gotta you gotta work it out right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tricky in in the karaoke world because there is a list there is a sense of turn um you know so and ev- not everyone's going to be doing a a song that frankly maybe the whole bar doesn't know you know right. or knows um so it's difficult and what about you i have a question okay so if i think my song is like really great yeah uh, say I want to sing like a Katy Perry song. I, don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. But if I was feeling it that night, so the DJ would just be like, you know, I'm not feeling that. I'm not going to play your song. Is that what you? That's what you suggest? No, no. I think that um, you know, you just got to like bury it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess that's not very nice. But I mean, it's easy for me to sit back and armchair quarterback what a what a karaoke DJ should be doing, but. <laughs> I think that, you know, like I would like to see if if I were like a novice, you know, amateur, you know, karaoke singer and I was about to make a terrible decision about what song I want to sing. You'd have to be very tactful about it, but I would I feel like a next level karaoke DJ would be like, I see what you're doing here. May I suggest this other song that will probably accomplish the same thing, the, what you're trying to do, but in a better fashion. So, like, part karaoke DJ, part coach. Yeah, part coach. Karaoke you know, coach. And an encourage, like, saying, well, you could totally do this. I could totally make this happen yeah. for you. I think this, I see what you're, I see the direction you're going in, but I'm trying to save you from yourself. And I think that you will, you're maybe going to be mad at me suggesting this, but please hear me out. Try this song. And afterwards, I'm pretty sure you're gonna thank me. So not only is it being a DJ, it's being like a life coach. Like, you should not be listening to this song. Change your ways. I don't know about listening. It's not always. I mean, the songs that I do in karaoke are are not necessarily my favorite songs or my favorite music. It's more of you know, what song what's can I? What's good for the night? What's good for the night? What's for, good for this group of people? Uh, you know, the end goal. You know, of a of a great karaoke night is like, is everyone hugging each other and dancing together? Yeah. Is this room full of strangers? Like, are they all, you know, one big happy family party no, thing? I see. I think there's there's a, a compromise between that as far as like people are gonna want, do what they want to do. Like they might be offended by your coaching. Totally. Were. Um, so what I think, like in my opinion the best karaoke DJs will let stuff like that happen. Uh, but you want to do your best to, uh, 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 you know, hide the negatives and accentuate 
Like, if someone goes up there and really kills it, you want to do whatever you can as the karaoke DJ. And, like, like everyone, everyone in the entire bar just, like, was on the same page and was like, fuck, yes. It's your job as the karaoke DJ to get that person up again and as often as possible. Mm-hmm. As long as they're still putting in bangers and, and, and you know, songs that are going to, like, bring the people together. And then you get into the topic or the, the, the muddy situation and the money situation of tips. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. I can't imagine a karaoke DJ life is the most affluential or uh, uh, not affluential, but most profitable. I have to confess that I've never tipped. I haven't tipped either. Same here. Does that make us all horrible? Uh, karaoke enthusiasts? No, because they are getting paid by the venue. It's just, you know, there's some psychology in, in it, I think, of like, hey, you want to get your song bumped up? Yeah, I mean, to me, I view it as like tainting the relationship, you know? So in the same way that you pay for sex, you know, I don't want to feel like the only reason that they... <laughs> have selected my song is yeah. because I gave them money. I I want to genuinely feel like even though even if it's an illusion, yeah, that they think I'm awesome and they like my song choices mm-hmm. and you know, they're picking me because they would they they're excited to see what I can do. Well, and all in the same, like there's no guarantees. You can drop $10 in there, but if you're going up doing like like B-side Bob Dylan songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I would trust that that karaoke DJ is not going to, like, treat you any differently. I'm still a, a pretty noob to the karaoke world. So... Well, how long have you been doing karaoke for? Uh, you know, maybe a year. Wow, okay. Yeah, like, really liking it. The other times, like, before, I was like, I, I'll go up, but I kind of hate this. Yeah, I had to drag you out there. Yeah. To karaoke nights. Yeah, I think my life has been changed. This is my world. Yeah, I, in Virginia, I took uh, Ann to uh, a karaoke bar. Um, it was well, it was a bar that just happened to do karaoke on an off night. It was like a Tuesday or something, and it was one of those open mic vibe karaoke. Yeah, I'd liken it to a comedy open mic where it's like seven people there. You know, it's dead. You know, you're performing like those high, high stress, like not friendly. Um, you're maybe the only person singing or you and one other guy. Um, and you really have to put your balls on the line out yeah. in those kind of scenarios. How do you guys approach song choice? Ooh, uh, I just go for like some cat. Like I love the 90s and I like some good R&B. So just one that kind of like sticks with me, you know, like mm-hmm. I did say my name last night. I just I've loved it since middle school and I just like the dance yeah. that goes with it. I think that's actually a big that plays like a big factor in how I choose my songs. Like if there's like a big dance number in the music video, it's normally what I go for, which is weird. That's an underrated aspect, not necessarily like the dance, but just the showmanship of it. And if you can go up there, even if you're you're not exactly the best singer or anything, going up there and putting on a show. If you break a sweat doing karaoke, mm. I'm gonna give it up for you. 
Absolutely. I'd just like to say that, Rich, I mean, you're like the master. Stop the absolute it. Absolute king. That's not what we're yeah. here for, you guys. I, I know Stop that you don't want to hear it, but sincerely, every I'm time I, this out. every time that you go up there, I'm like, motherfucker, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. I've never seen anybody better uh, than karaoke, and Rudy's <laughs> ego might be hurt a little bit, but I'm willing to risk it <laughs> to say that, Rich, you're king. I don't argue with with that idea at all. I all right. Well, and now when I don't cut this out, it's going like, <laughs> to be like the shittiest thing. Uh, but also, I do want to give it up for Rudy because you're, you have an instance, the, the one instance I've seen of just completely winning over an unwinnable crowd in Gainesville at the super hipster joint, the, the patio or the backyard or whatever it was. You're just getting up there and just crushing thong song. <gasps> Okay. Which I believe you borrowed. This is where I would like to come in and just formally announce that Thong Song was my song, that which I am happy to share. I'm just throwing, you know, I'd like some credit for that. I, I'm so glad he won the bar over. <laughs> so I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome. It might Gainesville. be, you know, a ludicrous situation where it was in a different area code, so it was okay. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just this hipster fucking toity bar that... You know, my my normal set list is just like, eh, these people don't give a fuck about Johnny Be Good. <laughs> you know? But you go up there and, and I think one of the big things you have in your favor is, is your unassuming quality. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get up there and you look very reserved and a song like Thong Song comes on. Something, you know, based on your appearance... Like way out of left field. No offense. Uh, I, I had none taken. But you know, you're playing to the dichotomy. And then when you actually fucking, to use a phrase, wild out, place goes nuts. It's unhinged emotion. You know, that's kind of what I'm going for. I I would be lying if I I wasn't playing on that dichotomy of yeah. you know I, I know I know what I'm looking like you know I and I know the music video. I would not belong in that music video. <laughs> you know, I would be like one of those comedic, you know, characters in the music video, like, you know, asking people to put some pants on or something. You know, I wouldn't be a person in the music video enjoying the. Uh, if it was one thongs. of those videos, like there was a stretch of videos where it would like stop halfway through the song. <laughs> roses. It's yeah. like the yeah. Roses video is like What's this. that guy's name? The one that always carries the, the umbrella? Kids in the hall. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I was talking... Like, well, the guy in the Roses video is from Kids of the Hall, but you're talking about uh, Fonsworth, Fonsworth Bentley. Yeah, Bentley. I think Rudy is like a Fonsworth Bentley. <laughs> you gotta start wearing bow ties, dude. Like, I could see you in that music video with like, you know, lotion, like suntan lotion, just being on the beach and like asking all the naked ladies to like, you know, put sunscreen on you or something. If I could rub their butts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the biggest pop you've ever seen at karaoke? Well, the biggest, um, the best karaoke night I've ever had, um, one of the best karaoke nights I've ever had was um, when I was in Seattle for work. I was there for some training. And, uh, you know, the training had like a bunch of people, like coworkers, but people and people at other facilities who I didn't know, you know, it was just like a weekend where we all kind of like, just meeting each other and never going to meet each other, you know, work with each other really ever again. 
And, uh, you know, we had to do like an introduction thing, like what's something interesting about you or whatever. And so I said, I really, I said something like, uh, I'm very good at karaoke and I'm better than all of you. Oh, what a great way to make friends, Rudy Mendoza. <laughs> well, I just like to, you know, go, go right below the belt right off the bat, you know, just cause it's so audacious and, you Coming know, in hot, dude. yeah. So that people have no choice. They, like they have to laugh. I feel like they have to laugh if I'm being that cocky about something that's so who gives a Inane, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, somebody was like, people were like, let's fucking see that. Let's do this. Okay, bro. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we went to this bar It was this, uh, dive bar, uh, right by the, right by the beach. And, um, you know, I had been, like you said, reserve, you know, for the most part reserved. Um, and, uh, this was like halfway through the night. People were sort of little drunk, mm-hmm. and I did Circle of Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was insane. It, you know, people were losing their minds. I mean, uh, the, I was put on their shoulder. Like two guys, like bulkier guys, put me on their shoulders, <laughs> and I was singing the chorus of Circle of Life, like uh, with people, like you know, bowing down and like. It, it, it was the whole bar was it was like a riot, <laughs> you know, For a Disney song, <clears throat> not just any Disney song that, you know, this oh. is Circle of Life. I mean, it's a pretty deep song. It's a it's an amazing song. It's, it's Elton John, right? Elton John is also, yeah, one of my um, I haven't done him a lot lately, but uh, a personal fave go to's. Yeah. Biggest pop I ever heard was also from a Disney song. Disney song was. At the aforementioned Brophy's, uh, Augie Artillas, our good friend, uh, goes up and starts singing Whole New World by himself. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's kind of like, all right, yeah, he's doing the Aladdin part. Is anyone going to get up there to do Jasmine? And then the Jasmine part kicks in. <laughs> and like on like perfect fucking pitch, just comes in with the Jasmine part. Bar erupts. Just in a uh, in a roar, in an out like a, a a gleeful outrage, and he goes. Through, he's not looking at the 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 lyrics, the mm-hmm. monitor, or anything. He even fucking nails the part where the the the, the seagull comes in. It's just just crushes. I've never heard a louder pop for karaoke. <laughs> just oh, it was beautiful. It was fucking beautiful. So I think we all need to like find like a Disney song, right? Yeah. And just like own it to be yeah. masters of karaoke. We all need. Disney's a great hit. And like, you can't just do, I mean, you more or less can do almost any Disney song, but you got to be careful. It's not like the wrong ballad or something like that. There is in selecting the the perfect karaoke song. I have this theory that there, you could, pro- you could like find an algorithm of nostalgia because you want that song that's not like, the classic song that we've all always heard. You don't want to go up there doing, I mean, Sweet Caroline's a fine karaoke song, but like you've heard it at karaoke a million times. It kind of annoys me, honestly, when that song comes on. I'm sorry to say it. It can get to that point. I'm the same way with Don't Stop Believing. I'm the same way with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just, they they get a little overdone. They're the obvious choices. Same thing goes with some 90s songs. Mm -hmm. Every group of girls goes up and and does uh you know spice girls 
every I, I have done that before it happens you know if if you don't do karaoke a lot you think that's great every group of bros has gone up there I've, i'm guilty of this going up there doing tearing up my heart yep it happens yep but there's that and it goes for every decade you know there's 90s songs there's 80s songs there's there's current songs even th- that hit on that nostalgia where it's not like you've completely forgotten this song but you haven't thought about it in at least seven years but you're like fuck yes that was track 11 on my 1997 mixtape and it tore my you know 10th birthday down and that's it's it's a hard it's a fine line it's hard to find i think the feeling you're looking for is like this is a song that i feel like i'm you know very few people have heard um, it was very special to me. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it in a while. It's being played right now. I know that song. And then you look around the bar and see all the other people Everyone who else. also are feeling the same exact yes. way you're feeling. And that just creates that shared experience of just like, oh, we all love this song? I want to hug all of you. You guys are all my best friends. Yeah. It's it's very fine. Like, what's what's probably the song that you feel is like close, most nailed that that you've done? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's hard. It's, it's. It, oh, I have to say that uh, the four non blonde song. What's mm-hmm. going on? I yeah, think that's a great one, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's kind of a dark horse. I enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the closest I've gotten to that with the most underwhelming uh, reception has been "Roll to Me" by I think like. I think I think I'd like to hear a sample of it, Rich. Don't you know, pretty baby? Oh yeah, baby. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. And like it did it. I love that. And it was great. It was fine. Did it well. Uh, and pe- but people were just like, oh yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> like it hit it hit the note, but at like a three. Yeah. It was like the song that everybody went to the bathroom on. Was uh, it wasn't that bad, was it? But like they were singing along while they were in the bathroom. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. just like, oh man, yeah, this song. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee to this song. This is a good song. I'm, hey, hey, guy. Hell yeah! All right. I'm such a noob that I think that I would take that. Like, if I could just get somebody to sing in the bathroom, I feel like I'm having a pretty good night. You know. I, I have a, I have another theory um, on karaoke songs. Um, you know, we've we've been going to a lot of karaoke nights. Um, Chicago's been really great with the karaoke bars. I mean, there's a ton that we haven't even gone to. Heavy yet karaoke town, uh, to its credit and to its detriment. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Just get so busy and so packed, you can't get up sometimes more than once. True, mm. it's rough. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what I've the common thread that I've noticed is. You know, karaoke songs or songs that are written by black people do so well. They do mm-hmm. so well. And the moment that you have a like you have a string of songs that are, you know, written by black people. It's great. Everyone's loving everybody. You drop a song done, written by a white person. And most of the time, it's like everyone goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. or is looking yeah. to to leave. I don't know. I mean, oh, I hate so to... you mean the history of music 
I was trying to keep track I'm last night, and it was at least the first five or six songs. What was the were, first song last night? The first song last night was Baby Got Back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I followed it up with Say My Name. Yeah. yeah. It was at least like the first five or six songs yeah. were white people going up to do like R&B or rap songs. And it's just, that's the history of music. There's no denying that. No one is coming in with the hot takes of like, yeah, but Credence, man. It's like, yeah, sure, Credence, but they got their fucking influence. For, you know, it's rock and roll. Rock and roll is based on the fucking blues. It all goes back. It all goes back. So shut your mouth. Unless I, you're going up there doing like a Paul Anka song. I do have to say that Queen tore it up. Queen is very touchy territory. Yeah. Because there's that queen that hits that spot. And Don't Stop Me Now is my favorite Queen song of all time. Mm -hmm. And seemingly everyone else's. It's got the right tempo. It's got great lyrics. And it's so fun to sing along with. You know? But then again, you do a song like... Like, We Are the Champions or something. It's like... Yeah, we've heard that at the end of every fucking Disney sports movie ever made. You know, it is a little aggravating. Yeah, how do you feel about Fat Bottom Girls? Fat Bottom Girls is a fun one. Fat Bottom Girls is a very, very fun, very fun. Uh, when it, yeah, like if you don't hear it too often, and yeah. that's the thing is, most of the people that are doing these songs aren't regular, or they're not regulars, and so they don't they don't know that they're perpetrating these crimes against karaoke. I have to say that Bicycle is like the most, I think, underrated Queen song. And I, I would like to see a little bit more of that. But maybe, I don't know, is that wrong? I'd I feel like, like you're looking at me like maybe that's wrong. No, that's on the list. That is a right answer. Okay. But I'd also like to Ooh. nominate Killer Queen. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. What is the, all right, always a treacherous area. And, and it's so hard to feel the room. We've been talking about that a lot lately. It's like, oh, I don't know if this song's good for the room. Because sometimes there's like a big top 40 vibe going on. Sometimes, you know, like I mentioned, there's like country bars. And, and sometimes it's like, oh man, I can get away with doing some old standards tonight. A ballad is a very dangerous thing for karaoke, especially if it's got a good flow to the night. What do you think is probably the best bet ballad? Oh, man. Oh, oh, I know. Um, I'm a huge fan of Celine Dion. I think both of you Stop may it, be wrong, against me. Mute. Shut the mic <laughs> off. Shut the um, mic off. The, I would just like to say that Because You Loved Me is the best album. Uh, probably one of my top ten. And so really any song that would come out of that would be, I think, the best ballad. They're both looking at me <clears throat> like I said something bad. You did. <laughs> I mean, how would you define a ballad? I'm not sure I, I know the clearest definition of what defines a ballad versus a non-ballad uh i mean something slow paced uh you know like heart-wrenching like Freebird. i would i would classify as a karaoke ballad mm. uh, a karaoke ballad i know i like to do whenever i do get the chance and the, the bar is right is simple man by leonard skinner that's yeah. a fun one if you can belt it oh. it's great um i would say totally clips of the heart uh, these Turn are around. all like reminding me of high school. I love it. I Maybe mean, you know, expand. there's some R&B ballads you could probably sneak in there. You know, some good R. Kelly, some Casey and Jojo maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I, I danced. I had my first dance with a boy to Casey and Jojo. I think 
as did most. I, the world did. All my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was either that or, uh, I'm a, baby, I'm amazed by you. That's another country ballad that would do really well as well. Would you define Elton John song, you know, Elton John songs as ballads? It would depend on the Elton John song. Daniel. Like, how's that one go? Daniel, my brother. Yeah. You are older than. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big Elton John fan. I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I've never released this video, but um, like my last few weeks in Florida, um, in Gainesville, uh, um, I had a uh, like a going away show, and um, it got recorded, and I did some some B roll footage. And one of my favorite bars in Gainesville is called 1982. It's like a a video game bar. I'd done a lot of like stand up and stuff there, and they had this thing called costume karaoke. <laughs> And so what what that is is just a um, a box full of costumes, and you have to wear it while you're while you're up there singing. And there's nobody there; nobody was doing any songs. And so I just walked in, and I wore this uh, wizarding wizard outfit with like a rainbow beard and stuff. And I did like four Elton John songs in a row. It was great. Nobody in a row. Yeah. So like no nobody one was, was doing up? it. Oh, nobody was signing up. Did- Oh, that's the dream. Did they appreciate it, or were you just like, "I'm gonna make it through this, and everyone's gonna listen to Elton John. I'm gonna force them." This is for me, you guys. Yeah. Well, it was for me, definitely. <laughs> but they were digging it. You know, it was fun. Um, it, it is the it is the dream. It it's also you know part of karaoke is a little bit of sadness, you know, or like loneliness. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, to to some some karaoke nights, that's the that's Something. the vibe. To counter that. What is, in your opinions, the best duet song to do? Uh. I'll tell you the worst to do right now is yeah. Picture by Kid Rock and Show. Uh. <laughs> That's the worst. Anything by Kid Rock, I think, would be the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ball with the Ball could be pretty fun. <laughs> it's got to be that right moment in the night where everyone just hit their buzz and they hear coming in, with the ball, da bang, da bang, diggy, 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 set up, boogie, set up, jump the boogie. And then just coming in hot with the, my name is Kid. Everyone. Everyone. I probably, yeah, I would probably would. lose my shit. You would, yeah. I feel like Uncle Cracker is about that level too. You know, like everyone's like, oh, I hate Uncle Cracker. And then it's like the minute that he starts, the song starts, the whole bar is singing the song. But... For Uncle Cracker, they're singing it like begrudgingly. It's just like it's like they have to purge it out of their head. And it's just like, yeah, follow me. All right. I don't like duets. No duets. I'm sorry. I don't like duets. Um, like male female do you know things? They're just so um, corny, you know. Um, so that's my opinion. That. And mu- musicals too. It's it's t- they're tough for me. They're not my. Cup I mean, of tea. if you came up in a musical theater background, mm-hmm. and the room is right, and you know, prepared for you to do, you know, master of the house, you know, from Les Mis, like you can get mad props. That got me through high school. <laughs> um, or like, you know, you do an intergender. Uh, 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 cell block tango from Chicago. Ooh. It'll bring the house down. You know, wings and curls in Hollywood, Florida, is never the same. After that, um, I don't think I've ever done a do du- like 
a real duet that's like actually meant for a duet. I've like forced people to sing with me, yeah. but I don't know if that counts as like I a remember, real duet. I remember seeing a pretty damn good Endless Love, mm. uh, which was is also a ballad. But again, if you get two capable singers, it's just like shit. People are going to cry. People are going to make out. Like it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a fun mess. Uh, I've done rap duets before. Oh. Me and Mullet will always do nothing but a G thing. Yeah, no, that's great. When I think of duets, I, I'm thinking of like yeah. songs. Yeah, no, rap duets. Yeah, are yeah, awesome. just just together. Together. Just doing together yeah. this. You know, um, uh, pretty much me and Mullet are like karaoke partners. <laughs> uh, we all, we've also done Hold On by Wilson Phillips, uh, which was fun. Scary Bridesmaids of you. It was, it was around that era. I don't know if we, it may have expired, uh, but it was hot at the time mm-hmm. and it went over really well. Jeff Spalding and I, we've done like um, some Blink-182 before. You know, he was the Tom, I was the Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, just like, but you can even do solo songs and like break it up to be like, you're going to be this part, I'm going to be this part. I forced Rudy to do Wet Thong Song before. Yeah, we, we've done it, uh, you know, as a pair. Um, I think that when we do it, though, like, I'm... I'm specifically going for when I'm doing thong song. Um, the, the there's a whole minute stretch with no words, and it's just ah, yeah. ooh, yeah. Instrumentals are are karaoke kryptonite, and like people aren't prepared for them. Because yeah, you got to kind of remember the that song and, and 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 yeah, really milk it. And you got to be ready, yeah, because yeah. people just you know. Novices will be up there just standing around. You gotta, you gotta still put on a show. You gotta dance. You gotta shake your butt. You gotta uh, fill, mm-hmm. you know, with some arias or or just start doing material or just hype the bar up. Love that, you yeah. know. Uh, plug the 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 bar the wait staff. They'll they'll dig you for that. <laughs> you know, you I gotta, should start. I should start doing that. I feel like it. Yeah. To win over the crowd, win over the bar. Anytime that I do a song where there's like a reference to a bar or something like that, it's a cheap, it's so cheap. But yeah, you just you just insert the name of the bar. Easy pop. There's there's something to be said. I like I try to minimize the commentary that I have. Um uh, yesterday was an, a little bit of an exception. I did Pony by Genuine. <clears throat> And, you know, it has a really funky start, like, mm-hmm. you know, unique start where everybody knows what the fuck's going to happen. And um, and then I uh, I think I asked something like, uh, I hope you guys are ready to have sex or yeah. who's ready to have sex, which is, I think, the right question to ask. Yeah. But I I like the... Um, that got a good laugh. It did. I like the, um, the fourth wall being there sometimes. It depends on the song. True. Depends on the song. I think that one one of the guys last night did a good job of like getting everybody's hands in the air, and I forgot what song he did, but just I think there's some, there's something to be said about going up there and like you know using it as your platform to just get it out. You know, "Creep" by yeah. Radiohead I think is a good example of you know instead of like there's the call and response, which I think you do a really awesome job of. And there's also the like, you know, I'm gonna just 
belt it, belt yeah. this out, and everyone's gonna also belt it out yeah. with me. What would be an appropriate way to start creep? Like, what would be a good way to intro the song? I feel like you don't need to say anything yeah. going oh. into creep. Yeah, it speaks it speaks for itself, pers- personally. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's my opinion on it, at least. I'm not a real talker when I sing, but I feel like I should maybe start talking. Yeah. I think I said something last night. Yeah. It just warms you up a little bit. Every every now and then, I'll try to, like, I'll, like, say something before a song starts or something like that. Like, for many of the mood I'm just, like, a little call and response. Yeah. Just to, mm. like, cue them, like, hey, be ready to yell. Um, yeah. I always feel awkward at the end of a song, like, being like, thank you. But I always do it. I don't know. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, thank thank you for your for your applause and adulation. Do you bow also? No, I don't. Bow. You should. Uh, I should like. You but should if, you, if you bow over the top, then it's I think it's acceptable. If you're like deep bow, or like a curtsy. Yeah, that's <laughs> curtsy. That's not appropriate, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, something that I, I really liked uh, with the karaoke DJ last night was she was like, "Fuckers, applause." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. And that was that was something that I like about. Uh, uh, Wolftron mm-hmm. is that he has basically an applause track that he plays after every. <laughs> so even if the plays, no one's applauding, like it's still it sounds like a legit like decent applause track. I'm not sure I would like that because that's like a pity applause. I want some real authentic. It, it sounds pretty authentic. So when you're I like, still know it, but if you don't go there often enough, hmm. then you have no idea. Like I remember the first time I was there, I was just like, oh, cool. And then it hit me after like the third time. Like, this is the, that's the same pattern of clapping. There are not a thousand people in this room. Yeah. What's your opinion on karaoke DJs going up and doing songs? Uh, it depends on how busy the night is. Um, if it's a packed house, there's no time for you. You're there to serve a purpose. Uh, if it's a short rotation, then that's fine. But like, I'm 100% okay with the karaoke DJ starting the night off because they're the primer, you know? Um, like if the karaoke DJ gets in like three or four songs, that's not that cool. If everyone else is just getting in like two, mm-hmm. not cool. And especially if you're the karaoke DJ, have more than than those three or four songs. Every karaoke DJ I feel like that I've seen like as a regular, also a regular performer, has three to four songs. And that's all they do. First place I ever went, it was Mustang Sally. Uh, and Wolftron always does like Holiday mm-hmm. by Green Day and Oh, I thought you were gonna say Madonna. No, no. Oh, it's Green and he gets he gets he means it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I've seen him do song uh, do many songs and uh he really puts a lot of gusto behind mm-hmm. it. He'll get on the chair. Yeah. He'll start waving the fist. But it was always like whenever he sang I always didn't give a shit. Even though he yeah. Put a really great performance on. I don't know what it what it is about um, about him. I guess. Yeah, I think it's the idea of like knowing that you're doing this like probably four nights a week, <laughs> the same song, and the fact that you could still be at this enthusiastic about it every <laughs> single time. There's a level of admiration, but then there's a level of like, I don't want to look like I'm looking sad. Right now. So. How do you feel about them like jo- like getting on the dance floor and twerking? speaking about a specific incident that happened if they're getting everyone else into it then that's dope uh you know sometimes they just get swept up in it and that's a compliment i'm not about uh the dj singing along with you i'm not about them playing instruments along with you 
And I'm not about them giving quippy one-liners after every fucking song. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Alice's. I feel like I need to go to Alice's. I've heard so much. It's like a controversial karaoke spot. I got some hot takes on Alice's. Yeah, I, I just feel like, um, you know, yesterday was at the Blue Frog was a great example of a bar that does it does all it can to make you feel awesome. Yes. No matter what your song choice is or how you sing or how the audience actually felt about the song you did. And I think, you know, it takes balls to get up on stage and, um, you know, it should be an encouraging, friendly. The whole point in my eyes is everyone is friendly and you make new. She said it really well yesterday. Yeah. What did she say? She said uh, uh, there were three rules. Uh, one, the first one was like no booing, right? Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. Well, of course. Like, that would be the worst possible thing. But that must have happened for them to make it a rule. Uh, the second one was... Oh, the first one was fucking drink. Get drunk. Second one was no booing. <laughs> uh, and the third one was just like, what? Like, just... I forget. Just, yeah. It didn't matter. Because if you follow the first two... <laughs> have fun. Exactly. It was just like, yeah. So make have fun, fun. Dance awkwardly. Have, like, have fun with people. Yeah. Meet new people. Whatever. It was great. It was a great uh, atmosphere. Um... Here's a subset. Here's a category of song that I always love to do, but I think there should maybe be a a, a, a industry wide rule. I, I'm proposing a two for one rule on TV theme songs because I love to do TV theme songs, but they are too short to like put in a long rotation. And I think you should be able to get two TV theme songs, unless unless it's like the original full length uh, uh, Fresh Prince theme song because that's think, the length of a song i think if that happened you would get so many friends theme songs like you would get multiple friends every night well the full theme song is usually in the rotation so that's you can do that you could people can do that that's not stopping anybody um but i'm talking about and again if they have like the full length cheers theme that's like a two and a half minute song i'm fine with that i'm talking about like full house talking about family matters talking about all in the family. Those are like minute songs at most. I need at least two of them. Just putting that out there. Because every time, people fucking love them. They, they, they warm the cockles of a heart. Oh, yeah. While still also like, no one's expecting a TV theme. And it also hits that nostalgia button. I haven't thought about doing one before. They're, they're a blast. They're a blast. I remember another early horrifying karaoke moment was doing the Fresh Prince theme song. And it having the, the full length theme song where he like gets on the plane <laughs> and he's drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass <laughs> and just never i've watched fresh prince all my life i've never heard this fucking verse before and it was like in the first season or whatever <laughs> oh my god it was terrifying but then when you think about it it's just like oh yeah did he take a cab from philly to fucking bel-air no it's a movie magic. Yeah, there's a giant plot hole in this song. <laughs> What's your favorite TV theme song? What's Cheers. your best one? Cheers. Uh, one with lyrics. She, uh, Cheers. Mary Tyler Moore. All in the family. Mm. Um, it'll probably be controversial that I don't have Mash in there, mm -hmm. um, but that's just how I feel. What's the Mash theme song? Uh, Suicide is Painless or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It. I, I don't know it. Yeah. I don't know it offhand, but like I know it's you know. Uh, and also, Greatest American Hero. Mm. Uh, believe it or not, uh, that's the, the, the name of the show. Yeah. I never thought I could feel this way. Um, it was like a show that lasted like not even a season, oh. but the theme song is still 
legendary. Uh, Wonder Years. Wonder Years, which is just a it's regular, just a regular song, song that yeah. you can you know access and do the whole yeah. full length version. Double of. whammy. Yeah. How does it sound? What would you do if I sang oh. yeah. that tune? Which is a cover of a Beatles song. Yeah. Which is better than the Beatles song. We were talking about this last night, like covers that are just like that. If you didn't know, you thought that would be the original song. Uh, uh, get by a little help by my friends, mm-hmm. Joe Cocker covering the Beatles, uh, Blinded by the Light, uh, 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 Manfred Mann covering Bruce Springsteen, and what was the other one that we were talking about last night? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, shit, can't remember. But yeah, how, how ballsy is it to cover the Beatles? Aside from like Twist and Shout and Birthday, like you better know what you're doing. You don't hear a lot of Beatles at karaoke, and I think that's because everyone knows. That's like sacred yeah. ground. And I wish like I wish like Led Zeppelin was better to do at karaoke. <laughs> you know? I feel like enough people have tried that. Yeah. <laughs> like just... don't like don't do Stairway to Heaven. You <laughs> know, be the worst. <laughs> that might be the worst karaoke song. Bum- you do. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tears from Heaven. <laughs> Any song with heaven in it, really. Uh, so it's not Celine Dion. Point for me. Uh, that's a whole other category. Uh, time limits on songs. Man. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a long song that is okay, that's acceptable. I feel like people feel like Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is okay to do. Uh you know, if they are theatrical about it and they act it out. But even then, I've seen some people just stay in there like fucking logs. But even then, even if you're doing the whole schmeal, like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't jive, you know? Yeah, it's just not courteous to your fellow, uh, to your fellow singers. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's selfish. Yeah. I feel like the best the closest you're going to be able to get away with it is a Billy Joel song, be it Piano Man or Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Yeah. Um, especially people fucking swoon over Piano Man. I'm fine with it <laughs> for karaoke. Uh, you there know, are worse choices out there. There are worse choices, but there are many better, better choices. Um, did someone do Blinded by the Light yet last night? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. How long is that song? It's not that long. Okay. For yeah. some reason, I think it just feels yeah. like it would be a long song. Uh People get tripped up by like not realizing that at at the end of some songs it just repeats the whole time. <laughs> so you got to be prepared for that. <laughs> but the people that go up there and do like Hotel California, I've I've been guilty. I I have since stopped. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it is a fun song to do. Sure. The instrumentals are long. They're killer. Guitar solo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think one of the mistakes people make is. When they're thinking about doing a karaoke song, they want to do just an awesome song. Yeah, and it's not—that's not the only thing you need to consider. You know, it's got to be a song that you know everyone will dig right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not the, the song that like you were jamming out in the car to yeah. earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh. I want to kind of wrap this up a little bit. So for that, end of night songs. Uh, Wolftron used to do something very interesting that I haven't seen anyone else really do. He used to put up like the last four songs that he would have on his rotation up to a vote, which would sometimes work, sometimes not. 
in your opinions, what are the best songs to wrap up a karaoke night? Huh. Well, you know, we talked about Creep, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. Um, for whatever reason, most songs that end a night are downers. They're they're like soft landings, sort of. Um, you know, one, one of the things I like um, that I saw uh, get done in Orlando for Mullet and Sam's wedding. Not not at Mullet and Sam's wedding, but Matt White and I went to karaoke night. Were you? I don't know if you were I there. I think I was there for that. Okay. No. Um, this karaoke DJ picked a song and said everyone needs to get up on stage and sing it as a group. And I think it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. And it's it's not my favorite choice. But when you have everyone in the bar singing it like on stage together, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than one guy up there doing it. It's because it's a long song. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I have good songs for like a clo- for like an end uh, of night. You know, it's such a hard thing to. To quite it's so like subjective to that to that night, I want to say, but. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Well, if you have one, them. don't do closing time. It's too on the nose. Yeah. It's too on the nose. But I love it. Be be ironic and do it as the first song of the night. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I, I I'm fine don't with take the song. This from me. Don't take closing time. I'm from fine me. with the song. It's just so on the nose to do it at the end of the night. Uh, and what do you think? Good oh, closing. so bye 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 would also not be appropriate. <laughs> You know, I never really thought about that. I, that might I be a great song. I don't think that's as obvious. I, I think that's actually pretty clever. I think anytime I can work in an NSYNC uh, song, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to try to do it. I don't think I've done that yet, which is actually super surprising. Uh, you know what just hit me as a good end of night song? You should do this. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Uh, <laughs> Why me? What's those? Elton know, John. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? That's your boy. Well, I like I like the idea of bye bye bye. That's great. That is Uplifting great. song. It's up, yeah, it's it up, makes up, sense. Up. You know, it's uh, not. I mean, it's 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 not overdone. I feel like there are other. I, I don't think I've ever heard it. Have you guys heard it? Bye, Have you bye, heard bye bye bye, bye sing oh, at yes. karaoke? Oh yes. Oh, I thought it was like yeah. cutting edge. No, no, it's definitely been done, but it's not as you would think. It's the more obvious choice as opposed to like tearing up my heart or you know some Backstreet Boy song, but like it's it definitely gets done. Uh, is what about do the Backstreet Boys get overdone? I don't think they get overdone. Not but, as overdone as insane. But they're still done by like the same broy type, you know, crowd. Every time they do it, it's like, look at how, you know, much fun we're having. Yeah. Look at how. Look at how. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Isn't it weird? But like, we can still have fun about ourselves. Yeah. It's always but, a very specific kind of person too, yeah. right? That's singing like everybody. Yeah. That's all. I, they all look the same. <laughs> white people <laughs> and they suck at it too it'd be one thing if they were like awesome at yeah. it you know it's like fucking own it i think that's know? their way of saying like we can laugh at ourselves yeah 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 well you're you know it's uh, a decent song do I it take well myself seriously bro <laughs> uh the best end of night song that i was ever a part of it was it was my song in the rotation and it was that Bohemian Rhapsody where everyone like got together to do it, but it was organic, mm. and mics just started getting passed around. Yeah, I love By that. By the way, if you're a karaoke DJ that has wireless mics, God bless you. You're awesome. You, oh my God, we had a, a friend in Gainesville, Ken, who you know he would do the same two Usher songs and the Montel Jordan song. This is how we do it. 
And those are like the only three songs he did. Uh, that and Alien Ant Farm movies, which is like a good karaoke song. If you're like, a re- if there's regulars there, it's like, fuck, this is just a good song. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he would, you know, fucking work the crowd. You know, if you've got those wireless mics, do conga. Get a conga line going. Oh, that would be a good one. That is actually really, yeah, really good. It great. works. Uh, fucking, we used to do it because uh, we would do at this bar, Brophy's, we would do an improv show beforehand and then have karaoke afterwards. That's so much fun. And so, yeah, the whole group, we would get up, we would do, you know, turn around and. and turn around. And that like, one? Yeah. And at the, 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 part where it's just you know musical we would just run through the place and it would just go crazy people would love it um but back to this one uh it was uh uh lean on me oh yeah perfect and just the entire perimeter of the bar was just arm in arm over shoulder just drunkenly sloppily just loving one another it was one of those nights where there were like several groups there together. And sometimes it can get a little rivalry and sometimes the groups mesh. And this is one of those nights where just from the get go fucking both groups are doing songs that the other group was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was just a, a beautiful, perfect storm of just being able to like at the end of the night, just unity. That should be the end goal of any of, of, of the last song, you know, mm-hmm. by the last song. Yeah. Of unity? Uh, the, unity? The whole, this group, this room full of strangers f- should feel together. like, you know, a together group. Yeah. yeah. If it's like a regular karaoke place, you know. What's uh, an p- irregular karaoke place? Well, I mean, a place that has like its weekly regulars, okay. you know, where you kind of like, you have a, a, a repertoire with the karaoke DJ, you know, you have your, your, you're people that do, it's like, oh, you're you're here because you're doing a thing. And that's cool, <laughs> you know? But then you're other people that are just like, I come here to fucking, like, get some aggression out. <laughs> and I am I have, like, a smidgen of talent. And we're just going to have fun with this, you know? I haven't. I really do feel like I, I should work out my emotions more in, like, angry songs. That would be the perfect time to do it. I mean, yeah. No? If, it, if it's the that? right fit for the right, yeah. Like, smooth for the criminal. Right well, yes, criminal would be dope. Yeah. Yesterday, Melissa did that. Uh, was it Carrie Underwood? Yeah. Song. Oh. Which, which I've always felt gross about that song. Yeah. But, no, it's uh, a gross song. <laughs> but for a well, karaoke song, there's that's a whole other subset of just like songs that like if you had to if you were sat down and forced to listen to it, you'd just be like. Bleh. Do you guys think it's a gross song because you're, you know, guys? Because I had my four by four <laughs> torn apart. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, did I cheat? Yes. But I didn't think about that beforehand. <laughs> I guess it's gross. Like, it's not for us. No, exactly. It's not for us. I can't sing that song. No, not at all. Right? But what, I if, can sing along to it. I can't. The sidelines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember you swinging your Louisville Slugger. Oh, yeah. Both of you were swinging your Louisville Slugger. I, I mean, some home runs. I was getting, I was really getting into it. <laughs> I could empathize, yeah. you know, with with the singer. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's a cathartic song for sure. Yeah. You know, the the room was was digging it. Uh, lastly, another song, just to go back to like the uh, the the mood room killers and mood killers, uh, for for a country bar, uh, "Don't Take the Girl" by Tim McGraw. If you never heard this song, it's the saddest fucking song. <laughs> we were at a elbow room a couple weeks ago, 
and it, like it started to just like it was a fine vibe and then it started to get like a little weird at a certain point and then at a certain point i'm just like fuck it i'm gonna kill the room i'm gonna fucking kamikaze this night <laughs> and i put i was gonna put in don't take the girl but it got too late in the night why are you so angry you know i might have just been projecting i don't know <laughs> Uh, no, because uh, people started uh, like doing some really irresponsible things. Mm. You know, there was some karaoke roulette that was backfiring, and there were just some pretty douchey choices made. And so I felt like, on the whole, if Spencer didn't come back and save it with Fat Lip by Sum 41, on the whole, the room was quickly going downhill. And I just wanted to put it out of its misery. <laughs> I think Tears from Heaven, like you mentioned, yeah. is, is the worst song you can do. At karaoke night, mm-hmm. maybe. If you wanted to yeah. end, if you wanted to, if you want everybody like to cry, like in a puddle of yeah. tears and sadness. And I think in any crowded karaoke setting, there's a good chance that you might land one or two missiles, and the, the, those situations may have happened to one or two of those people in that room. <laughs> and you're just gonna be like, you're gonna hit them like, oh no, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> So, I feel good about this. Any any other karaoke things that uh, that we haven't talked about? Songbooks. Songbooks. That's a great point. Should we even have song? How has there not been anything to replace the songbook? I feel like there's either the book, and you know you got the book that's. That everybody wants that's alphabetical or you have the book by stop by song which everyone hates uh or there's no book anymore and you just go up and you just fucking hope they have what you want to do are you in favor of eliminating the songbook i think it's a fun thing to be you know to kill time like going through a book with your friends and saying like oh this one or that one you know but it encourages pr- procrastination i've seen many many a lad get caught up in and looking last. for a song and end up not putting anything in agreed yeah i've i've enjoyed just going up and just checking with the uh yeah with the karaoke dj which in a an older time was never it never used to be possible because it was all by disc and the book was needed and they didn't get updated as frequently as they do now because they had to go by a fucking code and i understand that now that you can update your songs so much sooner it's a the book is is so hard to maintain no, I mean, just addicted to it, you know. Yeah. Gonna keep doing it. Closing time. Oh, damn it, Anne. <laughs> Every new beginning. Oh, what was the uh, this venture that we might be doing? Uh, this if venture. Not this go round, but the next go round. Oh, are you mean carry the competitive karaoke? Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah. I love how uh, when this was originally pitched, I was just like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, I'm all about it," and then. Uh, I actually said the words out loud to somebody as like, yeah, I might end up doing this thing on Wednesday nights, a competitive karaoke league. And as they were coming out of my mouth, I'm just like, I probably shouldn't tell people that. Because <laughs> it just like sounded like, Ugh. but I shouldn't be ashamed. I've been telling people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I felt that. I don't know why I felt that immediate it, shame. I don't know. I didn't feel the shame. I felt, I feel uh, fine about it. Yeah. You know, I feel great about it. I've, yeah. I've literally told, I think like everybody that I know. So what are the details that we're, what are we getting ourselves into? We are, we need an eight person team. We're currently at five people. So we need to get moving. It's uh, like we're fielding a basketball rec league team. 
yeah, I, d I don't know where we're going to get these other people, but <laughs> guys, we haven't been working hard enough. I think we need to just wait a year, personally. Hit the dojo. Hit the dojo, continue doing what we're doing. I, I just feel like I have three or four songs right now. Got to build your set list. I yeah. mean, I've literally been making a list. Like Last night, I wasn't like texting or anything. I was just <laughs> straight up, oh yeah, I, I've done that song, I do that well. I can't do Hire by Jackie Wilson. That is a no-go. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you got to learn. You know, you got to learn what, what your limits are. Um, but yeah, so it's, how, how many weeks is this? It's 10 weeks. It's 10 weeks. It starts, is it May 6th or May 8th? I, it's uh, whatever May, that Wednesday is. Yeah, right? it's like a Wednesday in May, like the first week in May. And it goes 10 weeks. And then what's the like playoff situation like? Or what is that about? So I think... I could be getting this wrong, but if you win at the end of it, you get like a run. At, it's either Shuba's or Lincoln Hall. Jesus. I think you get a run. That's, it's, it's that's either, insane. It's either one night or a run. I'm not sure. <laughs> and we're just not ready yet, I don't think. I don't feel ready. You, you, well, one, we don't have the team. Yeah. And two, we need to round ourselves out and like, you know, find, we need to find our identity. I feel like we have plenty of people that can like fill roles. You know, you, you got 90s covered. You got Elton John covered. I kind of like the older, older school stuff covered. You know. You don't think we can grow together in ten weeks? I I just feel like we could do it now, but it would we would get our asses kicked for this go around. I think if we continue doing what we're doing, we'll each have established our identities. You know, one of the things about this competition is you can only do one song per season. Oh, that's right. Really, one yeah. song per season, and not per team. So it's like if someone else does your song Done. the first day, you can't do that song. Well, shit. You need to have a, you need to go deep. Yeah. We you need, need to, to roll deep. Yeah. And plus, especially not having a, a full rounded out team, we should probably be prudent. Wait till next season. Lay, we're going to lay and wait. We can go watch some. I think that's going to make me too upset, though. Why would it make you upset? Because I want to be on stage. I want to be up there. I want to be competing. No, we... We can go to a karaoke night that same yeah. night. And also, like, Rudy and I have, have mentioned this just on a nightly basis, just going out. of, uh, uh, And also, I believe I've had this conversation with uh, uh, Brittany Brave, our friend Brittany, of, um, of, like, keeping score in your head of the night. Like, when there's those groups, just like, we're winning. <laughs> I like, thought we were winning last night. We won last night. I think we, the past couple of times we've gone out, I think we've, yeah. we've, we're starting to acquire a fan our, base. Our competition last night was, and yeah, that's the thing. People always love us. I, I mean, it's, it's hard not to, right? Our competition <laughs> last night was the bachelorette party, which that's a shit show. <laughs> you know, she should win They're before she gets married. Uh, and then, uh, there was like the, the, the lady with the foot cast table. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was really it. <laughs> It's like, her. it's like an Adam Sandler movie or something. I, I signed her. Oh, my God. I signed that lady's cast. Yeah. After I did Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, she's like, sign my cast. <laughs> Rich, yeah. you're like a popular karaoke <laughs> yeah. aficionado. I can't believe I just remembered that shit. Seriously, That's, I'm pretty, I feel pretty lucky to be on a team with yeah, Rich. Yeah, That's God. what I'm saying. I just don't want to waste our, I mean, we, we'll go, we'll lose if we do it this year. Um, but, and, and we will gain character, but. I think that we should. I'm having a lot of fun just every weekend going yeah. out and doing it. So am I. And learning a lot, learning the best bars around the city, you know, finding out which ones are our, you know, I, I, I feel like we should go back to Shoes Pub. We get a lot of yeah. reps in, yeah. very yeah. friendly, 
crowd, um, you know, small, intimate, you know, place. Was it douchey or cool that I just signed it rich? What do you mean? The Sign cast. what rich? Oh, cast. I think it's cool. Okay. You could have put like a song lyric, like a really sexy song lyric. <laughs> I don't want to take too much love rich. Cast. <laughs> she asked you to sign her cast. She obviously was putting it out there. Her foot for me to sign the cast. Yeah. That's a big <laughs> All right. deal. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on that note. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to the blank slate. You can find us on the Podswoggle Network uh, uh, at our home base of Podswoggle.com, where you can find the rest of these shows picked up here with movies, Podswoggle, and some cool projects on the horizon. Um, and check us out on iTunes. If you aren't subscribed already, please do subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. It's super easy. These Blank Slate especially comes out very sporadically when we can do it, so you'll never miss a Blank Slate. Also, rate and review us. It uh, helps out uh, the show so much. And yeah, also uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at Blank Slate Pod. You can uh, uh, tweet us with all of your uh, uh, karaoke suggestions as well, what your bangers are, uh, what your rules are, uh, anything we forgot to talk about. Um, also, shoot us an email at blankslatepodcast at gmail.com uh, for any lengthier stories as well. Um, and you can also find us on Stitcher as well, uh, not to forget Stitcher. Uh, and yeah, uh, any personal plugs for you guys? Where can, where can the people find you and, 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 and hunt you down and talk karaoke with you? Um, I'm, I'm a pretty elusive character nowadays, uh, but I will have, um, uh, some episodes of our, of our new podcast that we're working on, Rich and I, called Our Father. It's a confessional podcast, fictional you know, character-driven show. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That's an exclusive right there. That's an announcement. This is the first uh, first place that we've announced it. Yeah. Besides uh, Anne's project, I guess. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's just look out for that. And are you on Twitter at all? I'm. I have a Twitter account. I haven't tweeted in possibly several years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so effectively, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm on Twitter. Yeah, no, I am on Twitter. It's AnnLA23. You can also read my journalism efforts at MedillReports.org. Boom. Yeah, journalism school. And also this lovely project, if you want to see Rudy and Rich and their natural habitat, uh, I'm going to put it on YouTube. Sweet. Yeah. Um, also, uh, please check out uh, PodSlam15. It's the uh, podcast marathon to benefit Connor's cure. It's a wrestling themed podcast marathon, uh, featuring not just wrestling podcasts. Uh, it's going to be going on May 23rd in Chicago, Illinois at the bug house theater, uh, from noon to midnight. Uh, you can also listen along online. Uh, uh we'll have a stream up of that. So, uh, follow, uh, pod slam 15 on Twitter for updates. And also our donation page is up and live. If you want to go ahead and uh, make a donation and just check there for updates as well. It's give to children's.org slash pod slam 15. Uh, Connor's cure. If you're not familiar, it's a great cause. There's more information on the uh, foundation on the donation page. Uh, a lot of Asians in that sentence. And uh, yeah, you can also find me at Rich Cammy on Twitter, at Rich Cammy 4 on Instagram. 
And that will about do it for the blank slate. Any final thoughts to sign off to? Yeah, don't stop believing. Oh, good. <laughs> Closing time. You don't have, have to, to go, go home, but you can't stay here. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. <laughs> Do what do humans do on what do normal people put on their refrigerator? Is this an uh, as you can see, I don't have much artwork yeah. or uh, posters up. No, I think you're on the right track. Um, like, you know, menus. people invite me to weddings. I have so many wedding invitations <laughs> and um, and Christmas cards, mm-hmm. but none of our like good friends that have Christmas cards mm-hmm. have children yet, so it's just them and their dog. Yeah, um, and then some menus. Growing up, our refrigerator was head to toe magnets, mm-hmm. just from states, tropical magnets. It was like my mom's domain. Mm-hmm. I think. Other people put like pictures and stuff on there of their family and friends. Yeah, stuff like that. I should find some of those <laughs> family and friends. Yeah, no pictures of my family and friends with me, okay. just to prove to other folks when they come around. Look, I have family. They're and friends. there. They exist. They're here. Somebody likes me. <laughs> is that why people do, or is it to remind themselves of their family and friends? It's just a, a a constant looming reminder mm-hmm. every time you go to like get some pudding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! I love um, yeah, I don't know. And then of course, when you have kids, there's a cliche like put the A plus test on there, or like put the the art project there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start doing my grades in high school. Do it. I wanted to put interesting magnets on my fridge. I I have an octopus. And mm-hmm. I have a zebra magnet, yeah. but I think it just makes me look infantile or, you know, childlike, you know. No, I don't, I don't think you ever saw no. my zebra magnets. I had letter, like, you know, we have like letters and numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the font was zebra. Okay. And the black and white. I was going to say, that's a big thing is everyone has like letters and numbers and like words and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And also you're talking about being afraid of being infantile Mm -hmm. and you're talking to the person that has how many action figures (laughs) either still in package or just loose. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay. I've got that covered. (laughs) This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit Podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.